in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. At 12.06 on this Friday, good afternoon, we're all here. I am, it is Juan. This is the, the noon report. It is right now 12.06. It is Friday, October 7th, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, it's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We had a um, a small glitch on Facebook Live. We uh, should be okay now. There I am. I am back. We were okay. And then the next thing you know, Juan was playing with it. And um, I don't know exactly what happened, but I'm realizing now that it was going through, and now we're back. So some people are on a false feed. And I apologize for uh, for everybody. All right, so we are there. We go. We are good to go, folks. Here, hola on on uh, Facebook. And I apologize for any type of confusion, folks. Here it is. So it is uh, Columbus Day weekend. Can we still say that, <clears throat> even though you're not supposed to? It's politically incorrect. But as someone that has some Italian blood and Italian heritage, it is Columbus Day weekend, folks. On this Friday, October seventh, this portion of the program, and it's brought to you by. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. It is a God is good. It is a beautiful Friday. My goodness. You just heard the weather forecast. Those listening to the radio show. And right now, I mean, this is just picture perfect weather with, uh, I mean, and this is ideal. And it's actually going to be dry, uh, thank God, over the next couple of days. And because of all the rain that we had, things um, definitely seem to you know, things are much more green. I'm actually going to cut my grass this weekend. Look at that. All afternoon, so pleasant. 74 degrees, 72 degrees, depending on where you are. And then a little bit cooler over the weekend. But nice dry weather for the week ahead. Folks, great time to be outside. Visit our friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Everything you need to make your home your property, home or business look terrific. Homegrown mums and kale are outstanding. Sizes ranging 4-inch, 6-inch, 9-inch, 12-inch ornamental peppers, 4-6-inch to six inch pots. Everything you need for all of your fall decorating and more. Pumpkins, straw, cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins. Stop in, pick up some of their native vegetables. Sweet corn, eggplant, zucchini, peppers, yellow squash, tomatoes, local honey, and more. Remember, this is the best time. Plant trees and shrubs because of the cooler temperatures and less watering is needed. And don't forget, stop in and pick up. And they, they grow very quickly and easily. The deer-resistant Placata abravites. They're always beautiful choice for a natural privacy border. Set of a fence. And sizes range from 3 feet to 11 feet. Mulch, screen loom, crushed stone, always available. Pickup and delivery. Folks, they're open seven days a week. And uh, gift certificates are available. Look for them on Facebook. Worth the ride. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They are a full, full service nursery and garden center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. All right. So I apologize. A little stop and start with the FB Live. Hey, folks, I also want to um, mention to you, just as a reminder, and especially for good afternoon, everybody on Facebook. By the way, later today, we're going to have a very special interview. Please share that you're watching on Facebook, and then you can also uh, send stars to show your support for the Noon Report. Later on Facebook, we're going to do, I think it's we're going to do part one, because it is a, 90, a 98-year-old World War II vet, 
And <clears throat> I don't I don't feel comfortable telling someone who's 98 years old that basically we're going to sum up your life in about 20 to 30 minutes. So I think we're going to call it part one. But we're, we're going to do it now, barring unless there's some kind of a breaking news situation, then we jump out with the breaking news live stream. But <clears throat> you don't want to miss that. And I will be posting it on Facebook. Um, you know, recently, it, it wasn't new. <clears throat> In the fall of 2001, HBO released Band of Brothers. And it, it is a squadron. For those of you who are familiar with it, you know, you can't watch everything. And in the fall of 2001, like many of you, I was more focused on what was happening in real time, in real life. That was after, you know, September 11th. It was then the beginning of, you know, the invasion into both Afghanistan and then, in, you know, the, 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 the drum beats were building in Iraq, but definitely for, for Afghanistan. And so I was focused on other things and it, it got past me. And there's some, some good actors in there. But um, but I, I watched it in its entirety. And then one of the actors from Band of Brothers, he was then Brody in Homeland. And then he's also the, the star on the, um, it's a Showtime show, Billions. But he was um, Captain Winners in Band of Brothers. And it, it's this platoonian, a platoon, excuse me, that it takes them from when they were paratroopers. And right from before and leading up, David Schwimmer's in it. We used to be on Friends, um, and then it it brings you. They were they were involved with the invasion of Normandy, and then to the very end when they were in the Swiss Alps, where Hitler had, you know, built uh, kind of like a retreat and a resort, and they go into Goering's house, and it's it's really fantastic. And again, I I don't even have an explanation of why I didn't watch it. Other than they're just things get by you sometimes. Things can get by you. But it's really terrific, especially the first couple of episodes, especially. Um, and it's so interesting. And and so many of the guys that got involved. Well, anyhow, we are going to interview tonight. I met him recently. I, he is the grandfather of someone I've known for some time. But I met him recently in Cranston. <clears throat> he was... Um, he was just at a story, came by a story that I was covering and I, you know, said I'd be in touch and we're going to we're going to try it unless something preempts us. But but that's going to be uh, later tonight. And I'll post it on on the, the web series. And we were going to do an You're interview good. with him. I think his family took him out to celebrate at Twin Oaks last Sunday. And he he walked by me as I was at this scene. About a couple weeks ago in Cranston, so that's that's going to be later, and then we'll post it. You know, I did want to make mention, folks, and again, good afternoon to everybody tuned in. Now, I I recognize right now, what time is it? It's twelve thirteen. Now, right now, there are people that are listening on AM thirteen eighty, which is a very strong signal. And good afternoon to all our Massachusetts listeners. I mean, that gets up into Worcester, and Douglas, and obviously parts of Attleboro. And rent them, and I hear from rent. You know, a, a number of um, Massachusetts listeners, and then obviously we we have a, a strong number of of the Rhode Island listeners. And, and I was I was glad I, I got a chance to uh, cover some of the goings on with the removal of the mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt, and saw so many different people. The Woonsocket City Council Chambers, 
on Tuesday night. But um, if you're in the car or if you're outside of the area I just mentioned, if you're, uh, you know, if you are in your car and you all you have to do or whether you're in your car or at home. But on my phone, I have, you know, the website to Petro.com. So if you're in your car, I just want to give you a tip quickly. If you just go to petro.com, now I have it saved on the, you know, it does save on home screen. So I can easily pull up the website, right? So anyone can do that, or you could just go to petro.com. But at the very top, especially on your phone, it says listen live. And if you're in your car, maybe you're going to be getting in your car. Just try this as an experiment. But if you click on the listen live, it, it plays right through my Bluetooth on my car. And it is crystal clear audio and and just to give you an idea of how strong it is when i was in poland i had the driver do that when i was in eastern poland again through he just typed into petro.com and then clicked on listen live we were rolling along and i had pre-recorded part of the show so i am rolling through eastern poland looking at ukraine and i'm listening to myself in the car where I was being driven by Tomas, and it's crystal clear audio. I mean, it couldn't be any clearer, actually. So that's just a tip. I know a lot of people enjoy the Facebook live stream, and that's why we do it so much. And obviously, by you know taking on the venture of launching um, a live, a breaking news live stream, it's a huge commitment. But when it pays off, it really pays off. So sometimes it pays off. Sometimes you get false alarms. I don't talk about the false alarms a lot. Sometimes they get called out and it's a false alarm. Sometimes you think it's something, but by the time you get there, it's the situation's already cleared. So, but listen, that's that's all the nature of it. I mean, not everything is not everything is central false, where it's a three-hour armed standoff with police, where I can see the guy in the window with the gun threatening to shoot the police, and then they bring in the bear cat and everything else. I mean, everything can't be that. Everything can't be a home run. Um, but but I, I want you to just remember that. Remember uh, the radio show, 11 to 2 weekdays. And right now, what time is it? It's 12, 16. And, um, and, 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 and so it's always there. So I feel, you know, between the breaking news Facebook live stream, and then the radio show, you know, we cover a lot of ground. We cover a lot of news. We cover a lot of stories. And then it's always the judgment thing. You know, last night, I almost ended up in Attleboro. Uh, there were two fugitives on the loose where something had happened. They, I think they kind of escaped. But then you have to wait. You know, it's nighttime. And they're looking for two people in Attleboro. I, I don't know how well that's, that's going to do. You know, it's tough at night. It can be tough at nighttime. Like, what are we really looking at? Now, my time, sometimes they they block you off. So your vantage point is not as clear as it should be. I also want to mention, I was speaking to someone very recently. And again, folks, good afternoon at 1217. Uh, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I was, I was talking to someone about our broadcast from Eastern Europe in Ukraine. And... Uh, and it just, there's so many different parts of that. I may actually just do a Facebook Live sometime at night and talk about it. Because even now, I mean, that was the entire month of March. It was so interesting. And there were so many different hurdles 
You know, as I was describing to this person, I mean, I don't speak Polish. I don't speak Ukraine. I don't speak Russian. Um, not, not for those of you that watched it and remember or saw some of that. I mean, not all of it was dangerous. There were parts of it. It was stressful. Uh, just getting over there was not easy. You know, making our way first through Germany and then into uh, Eastern Europe. But with the technology, to me, the payout, you know, was there. It's, it was, I'm still in touch with some of the people that obviously that I, I met over there and interacted with. The war is still dragging on. The Ukrainian military have really battled back. Putin seems like he's in a corner. They're saying this could be his last birthday. There's starting to be some real revolt. But it was, um, it was, uh, it was really, it was fascinating to be there. And those of you that remember, you know, we, we very quickly, that family that I met, who were they, the, the Ukrainian people were just very impressive. And they were all united behind their leader, Zelensky, who is just an incredible individual. He's still alive. He's still alive. He's winning right now. Putin is not winning. Putin's, the Russians, many Russian soldiers are surrendering, putting up white flags. How bad is it Putin is threatening to go to nuclear war? <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not that afraid of it, only because of our military capabilities. Um, but for those of you that remember, I did get a message just the other day from Anna, who acted as our translator there. And then seeing all those people that were coming over, pouring over the border, their homes being destroyed, and then being right there at the border. Uh, what You know, what was it? I was... You know, speaking with someone pretty in depth just the other day, and I said, you know, it was just, it was really fascinating and interesting. I always wanted to be a war correspondent. That's probably the closest I'm ever going to come. Someone in Ukraine was reaching out to me. Do you know, you think you're going to come back? I don't think so. Uh, just because that, that was, it was rough. That was a rough one. And it was endless as well. I mean, it was really exhausting, both mentally and physically. But, uh, you know, it, it propelled. What we were the program for number one the technology, and and Jeff by the way Jeff Camacho was just fantastic exploring different ways that we could pull it off, and do it and communicate. It was not easy to do that, but it's um. I just note that there is more and more of a tendency these days in the radio business now. You know it's interesting, and I was telling someone this when I go to these. You know, live stream, whatever you want to call them, event situations. I, w- I was at the Warwick arm standoff the other day. I, I was, you know, and I was explaining to someone, I don't even think about it, but there's so many of the people in the radio business now that are just, I don't know, they're, they're just, they don't get out there. And the technology is there. And I was explaining to someone that when, when we're in a situation like that or you know, the Central Falls Arms standoff of many of these other situations. Or if you saw the Lincoln standoff the other day, I mean, as I was there, the television stations were pulling up behind me. That becomes the competition. The competition really becomes the television stations, right? It really becomes like Channel 10 and Channel 12. I mean, I've never bumped into any of the people down the dial. And it is sad that various radio stations... Um, are just totally surrendering and putting up, you know, the new format where radio stations are surrendering are, is this gambling format, right, of, of odds making and so forth. And 
There's a very powerful station out in San Francisco, KGO. At one time, they were the number one station, number one station in the um, in the marketplace, and they just put on terrible talent. They put on terrible talent of people that had no idea what they were doing. And if you continue to alienate the listeners, they'll find other things to listen to. They will absolutely find other things to listen to. Um, and there's, you know, I, I don't have to tell you, I'm not going to break any new news. Listen, the fact that Pork Boy remains on the air, and, and it, listen, he may be leaving if Governor McKee gets elected. So, but the fact they leave him on the air, KGO in San Francisco, the fact they, they abandoned, they gave up. They were, they were number one in the marketplace. And they just decided, we're just going to put on people that have no idea what they're doing. And the stations didn't go down. The, the, the ratings crashed. And yesterday, they, they abandoned ship. And they put on this new gambling format. Which is, if they think that young guys are going to listen to an AM station and try to figure out the gambling lines. They, they, I, I don't believe that. And, and I know they think there's all this gambling money out there. That, there's no one listening to it, though. You know, and it's, it's sad because uh, the, the lack of commitment. And I want to give a special shout out again also. Um, and to, to, to look, look at the commitment of WNRI. You know, the other day, the other night when I was at that meeting, they mentioned, they referenced an interview on the radio station in the commitment in the morning and the afternoon and so forth. So, you know, in this age that some people, it's terrible decisions in putting people on that it just, they're, they're dull, they're boring, they have no idea what they're doing, they're uninteresting. And it is, it's sad when people give up on, and that's what happens, you know, my old station. You know, there was a time I, I heard from some people yesterday because I mentioned a member of the old Imus in the morning crew passed away. And, you know, when I was there and Imus in the morning and then myself and then Eileen in the afternoon, I mean, the place was cooking. We were beating WPRO and the current management. They've just completely abandoned, given up on that station completely. They don't care. There's no interest. They just... It's just, the, it's sad. It is sad. Um, and it is kind of, it, it's, um, you know, not long ago, I won't mention the place, but I was, I, I was visiting somewhere and I went to a place, a restaurant that at one time was very popular, but times have changed. And I was like, wow, this place, I was explaining to the person I was with, like, wow, I remember coming. This place was like a happening place. Uh, no longer. Uh, and it is it was kind of sad. It was like a lot of ghosts in the place. But but folks, there is there will always be a marketplace for original content, original content. But people will seek it out. That's the good news. The content will be there. You just have to seek it out. But in in uh, and I know some of this is a lot of it actually is shop talk. But it's it's just going to reach a point. You can only push it so far. People will find, people don't just listen to something that's lousy. People won't go and eat lousy food in a restaurant. They won't. It'll either improve or 
They're going to find somewhere else. Look at network television. No one is watching all those bad shows, all those bad sitcoms. Nobody's watching it. What are people watching on television? News and live football. That's it, basically. (coughs) Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Matthews Oil Company. Now, give them a call today. 24-hour emergency service, 401-942-7500. For over four generations, trusted oil delivery, premier dealer in Rhode Island, highest quality heating fuels. They take pride in providing reliable, affordable service to you and your family. For four generations, Matthews Oil Company. Folks, and on top of that, not only that, but with electricity going up 50%, Matthews Energy Company, they can save you money, natural gas and electricity. Local utilities are going up. And if you mention the John DePietro Show, $50 credit. Call them right now. At least find out more. $50 credit for Matthews Energy Company, local utilities, natural gas, electricity, or oil. Call them right now. $50 credit. 401-942-7500. 401-942-7500. Matthews Oil Company. They'll keep you warm this winter. Online, MatthewsOil.com. Now, folks, a couple of things. Good afternoon at 1227. You know, a story that didn't get a lot of legs, or I should say didn't get a lot of attention. I did post this, though. I did post this on the Facebook page. I'm going to do a story on the website over the course of the weekend. But Rhode Island right now, DOT, with those truck tolls and blah, blah, blah. Do you know the budget for Rhode Island DOT is basically $900 million, $900 million plus $40 million. I mean, have you ever seen so much road construction? I swear, I think they're just paving over. I've never seen so much road construction. And it always takes forever. And it's all the union work, and they're making a fortune off the roads. Do you know, in a, in a recent poll that just came out, Rhode Island has the second worst roads in the country behind California. The worst roads in the United States, number one. California. Now, California is a huge state. And I think when they say rough, bad roads, I think some of that comes into because it's so congested, right? Especially around the LA area. The worst roads, we're the smallest state in the blanking nation. And and actually, I want to point out, I think I, I found this on the Channel 12 website. We have the second worst roads in the nation. Nebraska is number three. I've never been to Nebraska. I don't think I've, I I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm going to Nebraska. Number four is Wisconsin. They have a lot of snow. Number five is New York. Number six is Hawaii. I'm not sure what to make of that. But Rhode Island is the second worst roads. You know, I I, I don't, uh, what are we to make of that? What are we to make of that? That, that, that is absurd. That we have the second worst road. I believe it, by the way. I totally believe it. But it is completely unacceptable. And it should be unacceptable. But I posted this. And last hour, I was talking about 
the poll that just came out with Channel 12. And by the way, next week, the Boston Globe is going to come out with a poll. But folks, what, what we're going to decide. Now, here's some good news that came out of the poll. The good news is, Crayons to Mayor Alan Fung is still leading in CD2. And then they're not sure what to do about it. The Democrats, Seth Magazine, they're basically in a full-fledged panic. <clears throat> they haven't debated yet. Fung's going to handle himself fine. I just hope Crayons to Mayor Alan Fung, I hope he's being, I hope, we can only hope he's going to be treated fairly in these debates. That's the only thing you got to hope for. I mean, especially, I, there's a debate with the Providence Journal and NPR. I think it's a problem when you're deb- if you're debating and the moderator is someone that has never voted for a Republican in their life. And they vowed they would never vote for a Republican in their life. And they view Republicans as almost like sub-creatures. That if, you're, if you would vote for Trump, there's something wrong with you. If you would vote for Governor DeSantis, there's something wrong with you. <clears throat> how do you have, how is that, how do you think the moderator would treat someone in a debate? Seth Magaziner him and his packs, they are completely lying about Mayor Fung with these commercials that they're running. I saw it again the other night. It may be a pact running on behalf of him. But they have a number of women and this one woman is saying, Fung is going to put me in jail. I mean, it's so absurd. It's so absurd. And I'm glad in the Channel 12 poll they showed that the number one issue is the economy. It's not abortion. It's not abortion. I know in some areas it is for the women and progressives and the the pink hats and the socialists and the communists. For some it is. But it's the economy. It's the cost of things. Seth Magaziner, he completely feels he's entitled to that seat. And he said it best when he said to the media, and you are going to help me take down Fung. We're going to have fun together taking him down. Now, what did he mean by that? And I didn't see anyone really, although Dan McGowan did mention it when I had him on from the Boston Globe, but Fung leading in Congress. And already an apologist is saying, well, it's a dead heat because the margin of error, well, you know, the, the margin of error just means that's what it could be in the poll. But the poll shows that Fung is ahead. If someone is saying, oh, no, it's a dead heat, that tends to lead, you know, that leads me to believe that they are leaning towards Magaziner. They want abortion to be the big issue. It doesn't affect things in Rhode Island. It doesn't affect things in Rhode Island. People are concerned about the cost of housing, the cost of everything. And and Biden has has no handle on it at all. I'll say this about out. Seth Magaziner is the last person you need in Congress. He doesn't, he is too divisive. He doesn't represent you. He doesn't represent me. They have no interest. There's no interest. If you're listening right now in the first district, you call Cicilline's office, tell him you voted for Trump and you have a question and see if they call you back. You have people, they have no interest in representing everyone. None. 
Now, that is the CD2 race. I'm going to talk about what the polls show for governor in just a moment. But, folks, on this Friday, this portion of the program at 1234, it's brought to you by Propane Plus. Now, remember, with propane, it's energy for everyone. It's affordable. It's sustainable. It's equitable. It's renewable. It's good for the environment. Lowest carbon fuel. Propane Plus. Heating and cooling. In Rhode Island, call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus, heating and cooling, three generations. Folks, they are so solid. The Johnson family, they'll take care of you online billing. Remember, in Massachusetts, call Propane Plus today, 508-252-3359. And they have a very easy-to-navigate website it's propaneplus.com. Just type in your zip code online, propaneplus.com. So Channel 12 is out. And notice that Governor McKee uh, is not around today. He didn't want to be around to have to answer questions. Something that jumps out of this Channel 12 poll is, and I don't think enough has even been highlighted on it, but it has to do with this so-called soccer stadium. Now, they're calling it a soccer stadium. I'm not going to call it a soccer stadium. And I'll tell you why I'm not going to call it. Because they don't even have a blanking soccer team. They don't have a soccer team. So it may be a stadium, but they don't have a soccer team. The New England Revolution is right up the road. Now, would people go to the Paw Sox and go to the Red Sox? Yes, but Fenway Park is farther. And the Paw Sox have been around for a long time. And the Paw Sox were considerably cheaper. But there's a big difference of driving from Pawtucket to the area around Fenway and driving from Pawtucket to Foxborough, which is a really quick, easy trip. 15 minutes, maybe. So, so this business of the people are not in favor of the soccer stadium. I want to say this about, um, and they're very strong against it. And I want to say this about the soccer stadium. I, the Kalis, this is an opportunity for Ashley Kalis. Now, she's new. She's green. Her first debate is going to be Tuesday night ever. And that's actually a mistake. She actually should have debated her opponent a couple of times. The guy had no shot against her. But she should have done it almost as preseason games. This is tough. She, it's a high wire act. She could fall. She could really stumble. And in a debate, you have to rally yourself. McKee could come out of the box and hit her with something that could really throw her off stride. It's not easy. In a debate situation, you have to stay focused. She's going to get caught off guard. It could happen. She might stumble. She might give a wrong answer. It's common. It could happen. In some ways, the odds are almost against her. But I'll say this. I don't think they should use the term it's corporate welfare. Because I don't think people know what that that term means. And I always say, you know, if you go to Lincoln Mall right now, or you go to Warwick Mall or wherever, how about Providence Place Mall? They threaten to leave. They, they are threatening to close and leave if Providence doesn't bail them out. But I, I think if you ask 10 people 
And I want this to the Kalis. If you ask 10 people, what does corporate welfare mean? I don't think they know what that means. And I hear that term thrown around a lot. I think you have to explain it better. This is not even a soccer stadium in Pawtucket. It's not a soccer stadium. They don't even have a team. They don't even have all their investors. You know what that is? That is, as I've said, that is a gift. And Dan McKee, Governor McKee, brazenly was the deciding vote where they had two people sit on the sidelines, two of them. And they said to them on the the board, you don't have to vote for it, but just don't vote against it. And they bought them off somehow. And I know both individuals and it's shameful. And one of them, that Carl that runs Vibeco, he should have voted no. He was out of the box. I didn't have information, so I didn't vote. Then that should have been a no vote. That should have been a no vote. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Something was promised. Something was promised where then he just stayed on the sidelines. And an an abstaining vote became a yes vote. McKee knew that. Governor McKee knew how to count votes. And then Governor McKee sitting next to George Nee, who that day gave him, presented him the endorsement from the AFL-CIO, voted yes. He had, Governor McKee had no, he had no qualms that it was a conflict of interest. But don't even call it a soccer stadium. It's a gift to labor. They're saying to the unions, we're going to give you $150 million to build a stadium. Let me ask you this. How many other stadium projects do the, this is a no-bid contract. The one thing they said to the developers, you have to use all these union contractors. And they're going to juice up the price. And you know what the developer said? Hey, listen, if you're kicking in the $60 million, I really don't give a blank. Don't, they, they don't have a soccer team. They don't have a soccer team. That's not about jobs. Jobs what? What are you going to pay someone to collect tickets? What are you going to pay someone what? To sell beverages? Concessions at the soccer stadium? To clean it up? You think those are high-paying jobs? Ludicrous. There's no jobs there. There's no redevelopment. Folks, as soon as the federal money dries up, the state of Rhode Island is in a lot of trouble. The only way out of this mess is to elect someone other than McKee. Otherwise, he's on the hook. They, they have their hooks into him very deep. He did this for one reason. The unions are going to build a $150 to $200 million stadium. And they can gouge the price 25 to 30 percent. And they can keep making, you know, then they got to do this and that. It's a gold mine for them. But don't call it a soccer stadium. They don't have a, they don't have a team. It's no guarantee. You own a team. Where are we going to set up? So we're going to set up 15 minutes from a Division I franchise. I mean, there's, there's no one in the world that would do that. No one with a brain would do that. Now, I know, like, you know, Pawtucket to Fenway... It's, a, it's not that far. It's under an hour, but it's not 15 minutes. And then look at right now, even if you want to look at that. Red Sox had a terrible year this year. No one's going to Red Sox games anymore. Maybe they go, you know, July and August just to kind of go to go. But that team, you couldn't get a ticket to a game at Fenway in May years ago. I remember when they had the, you know, the sellout streak going. You couldn't get a ticket to a Red Sox game in June. Now, go and sit wherever you want. Baseball's on the decline. 
And there, conversely, so then minor league baseball is on the decline. But soccer, but McKee, he's not doing that. So my point is, Ashley Kalis, she needs to make people understand that this isn't a bid project. This isn't okay, put it out to bid. They're handing the taxpayers. We have to pay for it. We're on the hook for it. $60 million and growing. Governor McKee wouldn't even rule out that if the price tag hits $80 million or one hundred, that they that, that no. They're never pulling out. It doesn't, they're not they're, they're not doing this. They're not doing this quote stadium in Pawtucket because it's a good deal. Or it's a good business opportunity. They're doing it because the unions want to build it. That's what it's about, begin to end. So as far as the poll for governor, Governor McKee is at 45%, but it's a weak 45%. And I'm sure right now, I mean, Ashley Kalis, the poll is interesting. McKee is at 45, Ashley Kalis Kalis is at 32%, 15% undecided. So definitely room to grow. Can she, here's the thing. I think there are some things that could bring McKee closer to 40%. I think there are some issues I don't think Governor McKee is bottomed out at 45%. And the 15%, they don't want to vote for Governor McKee. They want to vote for someone else. Now, the things that I think, I believe, as someone that I believe has a pulse, I deal with the public all the time. 15% undecided. Number one, Republican voters need to come home to Ashley Kalis. I, th- I believe she should make a bigger deal about the fact that McKee is handing driver's license to illegals. You need to have two people standing on that stage, the debate stage. One, McKee is handing over the state to illegals. She wants to be the firewall. A lot of people, a lot of voters in the suburbs don't know that. A lot of Republicans haven't fully come on board with her. I think that issue could be worth three to five points for Ashley Kalis, and it could bring McKee down. Let's say conservatively three points. That puts her at 35, puts him at 42. Now, I think the $3,000 bonus to the state workers, I don't know anyone that feels good about that. If that's really drilled down, And they're going to continue to get these bonuses from him. That could be worth two points. Now you're looking at 40-37. Now you're right within three to five. I don't think I she and I think this this soccer stadium, the Superman building, everything's a giveaway. The state is a runaway train. The McKee-Matos ticket. Folks, all you have to look at actually also is the number of people. And I did post this on the Facebook page. Only 23% of independent voters think the state's moving in the right direction. I want to confirm for you right now, all voters, 45% think the state is heading in the wrong direction. It's almost 50%. And when the, in, the, that includes the Democrats. Now, if you're a union worker and you're getting a $3,000 bonus to vote for the guy, and he's going to let you build the Superman building. It's a huge project. And they're going to give you $200 million for a soccer stadium. Then, of course, you're voting for the guy. 
and they're going to add more union jobs and blah, blah, blah. But for the average taxpayer, there's nothing about the direction of the state that's going in the right direction. That 23%, 23% feel the state's moving in the right direction. What does that tell us? 77% of unaffiliated voters think the state is headed in the wrong direction. Who has the state headed in the wrong direction? Dan McKee. Folks, I, you know, at 1246, I, I can't even fully explain the damaging storm coming our way if McKee and Matos get four years. If they're going to be given four years in the economy, you know, under Biden and things could slow down and then the federal COVID money comes to a halt. Governor McKee has all these expensive promises out there, huge expensive promises, and none of it is positive. None of it is good for us. None of it's good for you. We would be on the hook for that. We have to pay it. He is signing checks with your name on it. He's writing promises. Now, these IOUs that Governor McKee is writing, they're null and void if he's not the governor. Kalis doesn't take him over. Where I think the Kalis, and listen, I like Ashley Kalis. I do. And do I think she's fully, you know, she's getting better every month. I'll say this. At this point, when 77% of the state, hear me out, 77% of the state feel that we're headed in the wrong direction, I believe it'd be worth the gamble. It'd be worth the gamble. How much worse could she do? At least she's not going to be giving away all our money. Rhode Island right now, under Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee and Matos, it's not friendly to business, folks. He's, he is fully, he, he went to a picket line against a private business. It's shameful. It's disgraceful. You don't do that. You don't take sides. You're supposed to be the governor for everyone. See, he doesn't care. Puppet on a string. The unions told him, tell him they want bonuses, he'll do that. They want to build an expensive stadium. They don't even have a team. He signs off on it, the deciding vote. They tell him to jump. His question is, how high? That, that's not good for us. Governor McKee is only serving a very narrow margin of individuals. It's political insiders. It's organized labor. And it's the unions. So it's about 15, 20,000 people, 25 max, against 1 million. Who is he serving? The 25, they absolutely want to push him over the finish line because to them, the streets are paved with gold. And as I've told you, they don't care. As far as the truck tolls, appeal it. We want our money. Yeah, but it's not good for business. The citizens don't want it. So what? Too bad. Blank, you pay me. Do you think he's going to go to the, the unions and tell them that the general public doesn't want the soccer stadium? So what? Do you think they care? They don't care at all. They don't care. They just want their blanking money. What part of that don't you understand? They don't care. They don't care if they build that stadium and they can't even lure a team and it's since empty. Total, total could care less. So what? They don't care at all. They just want their money. Just like from the movie Goodfellas, the restaurant. Oh, is business slow? Oh, okay, blank you, pay me.
No, it doesn't matter. Here's the nut. Here's what you're going to pay me every month. I don't care if they're stealing things out the back door, selling booze, stealing your food, whatever it is. That's the money you got to give me every month. That's how they're treating him. But the problem is you we're the bank. We're the one. He's writing the checks with your name on it. Governor McKee, that none of this is business friendly. There is no more. He, he was attacking CVS. The largest company, the only the real only Fortune 500 company in the state, full-fledged attack. He doesn't care. If CVS could move to Massachusetts, they could move to New Jersey. Think they're going to put up with him? No. Doesn't care. When he, when Governor McKee, I'll say this, when he was standing at that polling place next to Pat Crowley of the teacher union or the union, whatever, on, on primary day. I mean, that was saying a lot. That was, you know, that was speaking volumes. That's how then you knew the direction things were going. As simple as that. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 1251 on this Friday. And it's brought by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience. Specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, free estimate for any project. Call letter J, J. Perry Paving today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. J. Perry Paving, licensed and insured contracting company. Call J. Perry Paving today, 401 401- 732-1730, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, free estimate, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. And remember, no one is better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. If you're a veteran or you're related to a veteran, give them a call. They have a great package specifically for veterans, 401 732 1730 and online at com. Folks, check out the website. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. We have a nice link to the Coesed Inn on our website. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Delicious lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. Consistently great food. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. So, folks, good afternoon at 1252. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I think the the numbers um, the numbers for the state headed the right direction or wrong direction. I, I by the way, next hour I am going to play some of the sound of Kanye Kanye West or Yee was on with uh, Tucker Carlson last night. Um, I'm going to play some of the clips coming up next hour. Mike Flynn's Reawaken Roadshow recruits Army of God. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, that is a new, the Christian Nationalists. That is a new Mike Flynn. At one point, he was in charge of national security. In 2016, uh, I used to uh, have him on the show quite a bit. And, uh, and now he's going off into a little bit of a different direction.
to put it mildly. A little bit of a different direction from Mike Flynn. But Kanye West, I'm going to play some of that interview of him with Tucker uh, next hour. Providence Place Mall wants a new two-decade tax break. Everything's a tax break. Everything's a tax break. You watch. They're going to start. They're going to have to have housing there. They're going to have to have housing. You don't. That that model of retail. People don't want to do that. People don't feel comfortable. The new model for retail. People want a Garden City approach. People want a Lincoln Mall approach. You pull right up to the store. People don't feel safe walking around the inside of Providence Place Mall. They don't feel safe. So the next move is going to be housing at Providence Place Mall. Hey, at least it'll put some people in the mall. People coming down into the food court in their bathrobe and slippers in the morning. Um, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I'll dip into that next hour. Uh, newsmakers did a roundtable poll on the discussion. I want to come back to the, the story about the race for governor. This, the news for Ashley Kalis, the Republican challenger to Governor McKee, it's not great, but it's, it's not terrible either. It's not terrible. Folks, this other story that should impact, this is the fact gas price on the rise after OPEC cuts oil production by 2 million barrels. That, that is a disgrace. They're supposed to be our ally, the Saudis. What an absolute disgrace. You know, Seth Magaziner, right now, if you are supporting, but Governor McKee is Biden. Governor McKee is Biden. Governor McKee, he caught the White House off, off, you know, caught them off guard when he starts talking about nuclear Armageddon. Where was that in the script? Like many other people, I am just so disappointed in our current, quote, leaders right now because they're not leaders. McKee purposely scheduled nothing today. No, probably doing some debate prep, but nothing scheduled because he doesn't want to have to be at something and be asked that people are against the soccer stadium. He doesn't want to be at a ribbon cutting and someone will ask him that. 77% of independent voters feel the state's headed in the wrong direction. So so what does he do? He doesn't show up. How about this? They're saying Pike. Putin is isolated in a bunker right now. U.S. stockpiles anti-radiation drugs. I don't know what the solution is, but that that is ridiculous. But I also want to mention, I don't like, and I've heard from so many members of the military, that listen to the show, correspond with the show, watch the show. President Trump saying, if we went to war against Russia, I think we'd lose. Boy, that really hit people the wrong way. That really hit people the wrong way. That was a mistake. He said that at a rally last Friday. Prior to that, prior to that, our military forces were behind the president. I, 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 people didn't like that. I don't blame them for not liking it. That, I, you know, I don't know if that was written or that was just an off the cuff. Boy, I'll tell you, between him and Biden, I'm tired of these old men making these off the cuff remarks. I, I really believe people are asking me already about 2024. 
I, I, you know, it's the same. But McKee is 71. Biden is like, I, I, at what point do we pivot to people in their 40s and 50s for crying out loud? How about 60? People ask me what I think about Trump. I, I, he's, on, he's an old man. And he's going to be even older in two years. He'll be 78 years old. I, these old men with their off-the-cuff remarks. I mean, do you see, other than Rupert Murdoch, and is that what we're going to have? Just all these old men running things? There's a lot to be said for some, some younger blood. And I'm not talking about millennials or people. You know, how about just someone, I don't know, in their 50s? Someone just, how about someone young in their 60s? 40s, for crying out loud. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. I mean, Channel 12 doing the poll. What old man do you want for president? Old man Biden or old man Trump? How about neither? How about someone young? How about putting that out there? I'd like to see start to see some of those poll questions. I, I mean, what, what, what is this that we have to have a leader who's 80 years old? When did, when did that become the new nature of things? I'm telling you right now, I think in 24, people are going to want someone younger. I, I, and it, you know, regardless of who the individual is, I'm not saying someone 25, just someone under the age of 70 or under the age of 75. That's my prediction. All right. We will be doing Facebook Live later. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. Next hour is radio only. I'm going to play more in the discussion, more of Kanye was on with Tucker. It's John DePietro. The Power Hour is next. Leave it right here. We're going to be back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news. WNRI, Socket. W260DC. WNRI.